What's up, everybody? My guest this week on the podcast is John James Ryan Jr. Uh, if the name doesn't sound familiar, but you go to four-year strong shows, you may have seen him uh, side stage or floating around uh, as the heavily tattooed gentleman with the Crocs on at all times. <laughs> uh, he is four-year strong's tour manager. Uh, he also is in a band called Keep Flying. They are a pop punk band. Uh, he plays saxophone in that band. That's right, a pop punk band with a brass section. So we're going to play some of that at the end of this episode. Uh, but just all around, the dude is a, a genuinely solid dude. Uh, Rains nothing but positivity out of him, uh, as you'll hear in this episode. Uh, we were able to catch up when we were both in Chicago. Uh, I was down there for the tattoo convention, and he was down there setting up for Four Year Strong's uh, Rise or Die Trying 10-year anniversary tour uh, at the Bottom Lounge. We got to go see one of the shows on Sunday night out of the two nights, uh, thanks to John. And it was really great seeing that band. I haven't honestly seen the Four Year Strong dude since uh, pretty much that tour over 10 years ago, opening for Every Time I Die. Um... So during this episode, you will hear a little bit of uh, some background noises uh, with soundcheck going on and some people popping in and out of the green room that we were in. But as a whole, I'm just going to keep this fucking episode unedited. There's really nothing to cut out, in my opinion. Uh, the first little bit is very heavily wrestling-influenced uh, as two people, myself and John, who are super stoked on wrestling of all forms, facets, whatever. WrestleMania was coming up at this point, and that is, as the industry standard, the granddaddy of them all. Uh, so we kind of get into WrestleMania. I mean, in the last few years, it's gone from just being a, you know, a big show for, no pun intended for the wrestler, uh, it's gone from being a big show uh, to two or three hours to now pushing five, I think, last year. I think this year with the pre-show and everything all included, I think it clocked in at almost uh, seven hours or so. So it was, it was a lot to take in, plus NXT, um, something that didn't necessarily get mentioned on this podcast, but I wanted to mention in a recent uh, issue of Alternative Press Magazine, uh, one of the wrestlers making their appearance at uh, NXT TakeOver for uh, WrestleMania weekend was uh, Aleister Black. And he actually used to be in a band. And not surprisingly, when I was reading the interview, uh, John James Ryan, his name pops up as uh, the reason that he pursued wrestling. Uh, apparently, when they used to tour together, Aleister used to get cheap heat with the crowd and uh, would try to be a heel and John went up to him and was just like, dude, your heart should, your heart's in wrestling. Like, you should do that. And he's pursued it. And it was crazy to watch his first uh, match in NXT. And dude fucking killed it, I have to say. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, Aleister Black and what he does down in NXT. And it wouldn't surprise me very soon he gets called up to the main roster. Uh, dude's got Superstar written all over him, just his look and moveset and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's kind of everything on, the, on, on this episode. Um, speaking of backgrounds whatever if you want to follow my progression of things i do in my life or with this podcast you can follow me on facebook and instagram at john's untitled podcast uh you can tweet me at john's untitled pod or email me at john's untitled pod at gmail.com that's j-o-n-s no h um and we are available 
everywhere at this point that I can think of. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever else podcasts can be found. Uh, So wherever you find me or wherever you're listening to this at, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe if you can. It helps out a lot and helps me get bigger in guests. Actually, before we get going, I wanted to say that you will find uh, some writing of mine on the Talk To Me podcast website. It's going to be over at talktomepod.com. Uh, you will see the review I did for the new He Is Legend record, Few. And even better, uh, I got some insight from uh, Skyler from He Is Legend himself, uh, describing some of the things going on with the record. And actually, I did a podcast with him that I took some of that from uh, to go into the writing. And that will probably be up uh, as next week's episode. So a little something to look forward to there. So without further ado, here's my chat with John James Ryan Jr. Are you ready? Think you could tell us what to do? You think you could tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Alright, so I have a. John James Ryan with me here at the uh, Bottom Lounge Green Room, one of them. Correct. Uh, how about those uh, leaked uh, page videos? Uh, t- uh, very dark, only comment. <laughs> A lot of that if you watch the video. <laughs> Where was Francesca? That's all I need I don't, to know. I don't know what to say. I feel so like she's I'll definitely s- getting released now. There's no way she's coming. They're going to let her come back. I saw Del Rio make a tweet and then delete it where he's like, I want my ring back in Spanish. Oh, shit. And, but it was delete. I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I I feel horrible for everyone involved. I mean, These yeah, things sucks. are awful. Like, as a man that has, you know, as a person who also has their own personal interests, you know, whatever they are in the bedroom, who cares? Is no one else's business, so. For sure. And it mm-hmm. is... No reason for there's no judgment at all. Well, not on my end. Sure, plenty of people do, which is unfortunate. But we, you know, I feel like everyone has a past, and I think it's unfortunate that people get judged for their their past, even when it's like, but I wasn't with you. Whatever the relationship may be, like, oh, you were friends with this person. Well, you know, I don't, I don't fucking like them, and it's like, but I was friends with them before I even knew who you were, or I dated this person, or whatever the the relationship type may be. But it's like I always thought it was kind of. kind of shitty for people to pass judgment on you based on the company you may have kept before they ever knew you and right. it's like what I did before doesn't you know qualify what I'm doing with you now or I don't I don't judge anyone for their personal life unless it's illegal like whatever <laughs> you're into that's great for you and no one else should tell you that you can or can't do that unless it is illegal then you probably yeah. shouldn't be doing that right so um, that's my thoughts on that so with Wrestlemania coming up in what uh about a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm on tour I think still it's. For it. I'm, I'm sad. Are you? I'm well, you tour. have to have the network at least on your phone, right? Here's the thing. The nine ninety nine. Here's the thing. April second. <laughs> yep. Is the last day of this four year spring tour. Okay. So, it's a big day because there's a lot of stuff to tidy up and finish. But not only that, it's Long Island, so it's home oh, for me. Okay. Not only that, we're doing two shows instead of one. So we have a show at Revolution that's sold out, and then a show at Amityville Music Hall that's also sold out. But not only that, but my production company that I work for is 
responsible for the shows. So, so there's even more, more work for me. Yeah. And not only that, but my new band is also playing the second show late at night. And then I have to drive to Worcester and unload the tr- the bandwagon <laughs> and then get dropped off in Pennsylvania to then continue touring with my band because I'm on two tours at the same time right now. I've noticed that you've so, kind of done a couple of flying dates it looked like too. Yeah, I have like, well, uh, Keep Flying is dro- leaves for tour on Monday and I'm clearly not doing the first few shows but then they're playing the Houston date of this four year tour and then we all play So What Festival and then we have an off day on the four year tour on the Monday so Keep Flying is playing in Memphis so I'm going to play that show then I miss a few shows and then I do what I just said the right. April 2nd till the mid-April so it's not able but anyway Mania is just not possible how do you the feel first about time this? ever for me I'm how do you bummed. feel about this card this year the card's long I uh, I, 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 do, I, I think the card is my, a couple of my friends are 50-50 or I mean I become a lot of my friends do indie wrestling and right. I listen to what their opinions are because they're usually better than mine um, <laughs> but I don't actually think the card is that bad I just think that it's so long that I am nervous about losing interest in some things or some things not some things being so awesome that it makes other stuff you know prior to that or after not as great it's really when you have a, a card that's that long for that many hours, you really is it, it going to be four or five hours? I think it starts at five again. Oh shit! Pre-show okay. and like, that's I don't long. ever watch the pre-show. I mean, that's, that's kind of my long bad, but thing. It's a yeah. long, long week. I mean, a lot of my friends are either down there wrestling indie uh, indie shows or they're attending. I got friends from Ireland there, friends from all over the East Coast, West Coast. Like everyone's there. I wish I could be there. Have you been to one? I've I've been to WrestleMania thirty. Thirty. Was it thirty? The one where Undertaker lost. Thirty. So you were there. You and so you and Frank. That was. What was that MetLife? Was it thirty? No, I think MetLife was uh, 31? thirty-one. Thirty-one is what yeah. I went to. Yeah, because I, I made the. I remember texting Frank even though I didn't get 31 it. Thirty-one was The Rock and. What was the main event of that? It was Rock and Cena. Was it Rock Cena? I think so. It's the Cena. It's Rock Cena. Yeah, that, I was at that because okay. uh, we. I went to the store t- during that match. I went. <laughs> I went shopping in the WWE. I'm sure no one was there at that point. Yeah, it was fine. Are you I, mean, not I, I a came Cena back fan to, either. No, actually, I like Cena now a lot. He's improved in the last two years, yeah. even though people are giving him shit. That springboard stunner, even though it kind of looked sloppy at times, but I think he's fine. He's got I some... like him. He's. I mean, I don't know him, so I don't know <laughs> what he's like as a person, but I only know what I see on paper and on TV, which is this guy does a lot for himself, does a lot for the company. Uh, I don't. You, you need that guy. I yeah. don't know. The wrestlers come go through him. He's now going to become a part time guy. Start doing more movies. Like everything about it makes sense to me. I, yeah. No, doesn't, I, doesn't really get injured that often. No. So, and when he does, he comes back pretty quickly. Right. So like, I don't know. I think it's a, he's a pretty intricate part of WWE at this point. What do you think? Been. What do you think the uh, the big surprise is going to be this year? Like the big thing that to turn that's, everything. That's what I'm saying. The card is so long. There's so, there's so many matches that I just don't know what is going on. I don't know. I'm not sure what. Uh, I don't know if they're even. I mean, there's always <laughs> something, but like, does there need to be something? Not really. I don't know. Do I we want to see was... another squash match between Brock and Goldberg? No. no. Everyone's all assuming at this point we're going to get a 15 minute match out of but that. But then even at that point, though, you're going to look at fucking Goldberg being gassed and not being able to do something. Yeah, like, what's... I don't know. Like, Are Roman we gonna get, and like, Taker, same thing. Like, what am I watching in that? But I'm at least, sure. like, I feel like... Because Roman in the... In the Roman what? gets a lot of... Roman gets a lot of shit, and I feel like in the bigger matches, he always shows up. Like, look at that... 
uh, I don't remember what pay per view it was, but the match with like him and uh, Big Show. And oh, it was yeah. actually a really solid match, and it went like I think like twenty minutes or oh, so. The last couple weeks, even Big Show's looked great. Oh, dude, he lost all that weight. He, he looks, looks phenomenal. He's clearly going to be in the. Oh, well, I heard we that still he's don't like, know if he's doing the, the Shack thing. Yeah, at this point, we're I don't know so if they're close. Working. I don't know if it's a worker. We're not. so close to Mania that I, I don't. No one wants that. <laughs> I don't. I'd rather see him in the battle. In, in the Andre, the battle, yeah, correct, and. Get close to the end, but then you know whoever's going to win that bronze, maybe yeah, yeah, like have him be this last. As per usual, he's always into the very end, yeah, and things like that, yeah. and then gets you know thrown out. But he looks amazing. Yeah, he looks really good. I, th- I think he must be at the end. Like yeah, a I think he's kind of made this a comment, and that's why he's getting pissed at Shaq for not taking it seriously either, because he we made the comment like you know I've been putting in the work and. and Changing my lifestyle. He looks good. And I mean, dude, he's like what, seven foot something? He lost like four weight, yeah, but he's got like got abs now. Ripped, yeah. yeah. Like, what the heck happened here? Hey, he looks like fifteen years younger. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be. Are we getting Finn at Mania, or is he coming back the next night? Well, he's been at house shows. Right, I've seen so that. So with Triple H, though, too. Right. What? What's the outcome of the Triple H Rollins? I I hope Rollins is. Gonna I don't know if that's a work either. He's our, you know, that's been our friend for a long time now. I'm. I'm assuming that that's the that's the plan there, but I don't know. I mean, they have been doing a really great job of making you think, oh, it's really predictable. It's this, and then flipping it, something, or yeah, either flipping it or something completely different. <laughs> either flipping it or something completely crazy and different. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I was uh, actually in the hotel room today. I was watching the the Rollins cash in at Maniac like from two years ago, Hell and just yeah. being like. My wife went to bed like early because she's like, "Oh, this is a long pay per view. I'm done. I don't really care about you know Lesnar and Reigns. It's gonna suck." And I was like, "The match leading up to that cash in was great." And I was like, "It literally when he did it and like everything happened the way it did, I like screamed into a pillow because I was like, holy shit!'" Right. And I was like, wrestling, like my wife notoriously goes to bed early. Like when the world, uh, Cubs won the World Series and it was like all that shit was going on with it, I was like, "Stay up, stay up. It's it's interesting." She goes, "I can't, I can't." And then I was like, "Holy shit! You'll never believe how it ended." And then same with the Super Bowl. She went to bed for the Super Bowl. Oh, She's we, like, we they're in, down for, like, they're down. So did we. We were in, <laughs> we were in V-Spot in Germany. Okay. And they were streaming it. This was, you know, we're five, six hours ahead. So right. we were streaming it. It got late. And they were like, all right, we lost. We're done. <laughs> I, I went to bed. I, you know, I'm not a big football person, so I didn't know. But I was the first one to wake up. And I just was on my Facebook Twitter, yeah. or whatever it was. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And I had to look it up. And then, like, I woke them up. <laughs> I woke them up out of their sleep to be like, they won. Yeah. You'll never, and no one believed me. Yeah. They all grabbed their phones, like, opening their eyes and <laughs> connected to the Wi-Fi. And they're like, this is unbelievable. This is actually, I mean, it was a crazy yeah, it was. end of the game. It was. It but, was very but crazy. WWE, I mean, look at the Rumble. Like, everyone was like, want to... You were waiting for five or six people that everyone was, it was like spoiled leaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and they, they were going to be up. in the Rumble. And, they didn't, and then we got to the last spot and they dumped Roman. And you know what? No one was expecting it to be Roman. No. No one. And <laughs> maybe the reaction was not very good. It was poor for fans. But it was still a surprise. I, yes. I was straight up floored by that. I, was, <laughs> I can't believe this can't be real. And then I was like, oh my God, he's going to win the Rumble again. Yeah. This can't happen. This is like, but then it didn't happen. Save people though. It's really funny, like, and in getting to know Frank uh, Finelli over the last, I would say, four or five years now, it's funny that I wrestling was always something I've been into, like, growing up as a kid. Like, yeah. growing, like I grew up in the East Coast in Delaware, and uh, it was always something like when I growing up, like, not a lot of people were into it, 
But then, the, like, the kind of weird part was, is, like, as I became an adult, like, the Attitude Era kind of brought in a lot of people, yeah. casual fans, I would say. Um, but they didn't stick around, whereas I kind of floated in and out, because sometimes you just get, like, wrestling fatigue, like, you're over it, storylines yeah. are rehashed, whatever. Um, but as I started getting into it, I, I tend to find, like, through booking shows of various, like, you know, local levels or smaller nationals and stuff, uh, that so many band dudes love wrestling. And I'm like, it's kind of nice, like, when we were at Warp Tour in Detroit this past year... Frank and, and I don't even think you knew that there was wrestling like going into the uh, the palace. Right. So yeah. when you both, oh, yeah, I, when you I both like walked later. over, you're like, wait, there's wrestling all right. day. Like holy shit! And there I was, was a like, few dates that had it, but that wasn't one of the ones we knew that was. Oh, okay. We, we were stoked that that. You so know, you, you, that's the exact equivalent of us. <laughs> we have to hear bands play every day, all day. Right. So the second we get fatigue on our ears. From listening to the same damn songs, songs over and over. Yeah. So when oh, there's some other stimulus here. Oh, wrestling, something that I love. It's like I'm just gonna watch these guys and girls wrestle. It's awesome. It is. I will sweet. say though, right now I think is like the best it's been for wrestling in a long time. You mean across all the, across all the, the brands? And Indies all that? are yeah. great. Uh, th- there are great storylines. There's great Huge gimmicks. Killing it right people now. are people are shining, men and women. There's there's so much happening with wrestling, and there's so much that you can feed yourself. I don't really, I tend to not get bored. My best friend, Juba, he'll send me, he pays attention to everything. He's an indie wrestler. He pays attention to everything. And so he'll always tell me like, you gotta watch this one match. It was unbelievable at whatever promotion. And I'll, that one match, 20 minutes, I'll be like, man, that just like, will hold me over for two, three months. Even <laughs> if I watch, even if the next two, three months of the main card stuff, the WWE stuff, I'm like, ah, it's all right. Or there's only a little bit of cool stuff. Right before I left on SmackDown, it was AJ and Orton. Yep. And AJ did a fakey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And to, then yep. And yeah. Orton just went to reverse with the RKO, but he wasn't there. That was. I was with my buddy, and we both like. I made him rewind it. I wasn't sure it. if that was like pre-planned or he just did. It I don't just know to fuck either, but it was a, one of those things that was like that. Just is a different thing, and yeah. it, that just that one two-second thing was like, wow, that was awesome. <laughs> That's gonna hold me over. Uh, when Kevin Owens grabbed JBL's hat off of his head <laughs> like six, seven months ago, and was yelling at a fan, I was dying because I was like, this is Indy Owens coming out here. Yeah. Um. um so, so that like, was cool. I guess uh, we could go on probably for a long time on wrestling. Yeah, we could. The um, reason I actually want to talk to you, though, is uh, I feel like you have have an interesting life uh, that I've seen. And it's funny because like, when I had met you at Detroit, I was like, holy shit, because I had seen you on Warped Roadies. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's that guy because, like I said, I have you've toured with some other bands that have come around my area quite a bit. So I've seen you, right. and we have mutual friends that know you a lot better than I do. So I've known of you for a long time, just never actually gotten to, to meet you and talk to you at all. Uh, but when I saw you on Work Roadies doing the, the, the wrestling angle on that, I was like, yep. I need to like hang out with this dude and talk wrestling. Cause it was like, I feel like we would like have a good fucking time talking wrestling. But it was funny because like I remember like some friends had been watching the show and they're like, did you see this kid? Like he's like trying to like start beef with like another fucking tour manager or something. I go, see this is why like when you don't watch wrestling, it looks stupid. But like right. when you know like it's it's a you're he's working. It's a work. It's yeah. a work. I go. There's like all these like videos that weren't on that. Like I pulled up one for uh, our our old friend who came from Portland of you guys like the backstage beef uh, on Warped. I think it was the same year, and it was like gags. But like someone comes with a chair and just just like yeah. very softly. <laughs> he's like oversells it and all this shit. I was like, oh, see, Otto I'm, oversells. Yeah, I was like, I love way. it. I was like, it's like the rock when he takes the stunner. He's like the best because he just oversells it with he, that handspring. Yeah, but. 
Uh, His favorite wrestler is Bret Hart, and he, <laughs> he just spent. He was texting me. He spent like two hundred something dollars on a shirt, like, like from, the, from the early nineties or something, on eBay. And I was really proud of him because like, he's dedicated to the cause. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Warped Roadies was cool. And again, um, I think it goes back to what you were just saying about how you need to like find other stimuluses when you are. Oh yeah, on the same basically. And, the same and here's thing every the thing: day. we were ju- already doing that on that. We've done that before that summer. Right. Before. I think you Anytime, had made the comment that it had been done. I think the year before, or two years prior to that one. Multiple times. Okay. Me and him. Whenever I was with somebody, he's using the swellers. The okay. The swellers. Anytime we were on tour together, we would wrestle. At the end of the night, uh, we we we. At Soma in uh, in San Diego, we had a great like wrestling match there. Just for the people on the tour, yeah, it's fun for us. Yeah, my friend tonight, uh, Zicky Dice, Nick Zappo. He's you know he lives in Chicago now, but he's the same way. We and him have wrestled randomly, <laughs> um, but he's he's doing indies now. Uh, he used to be in that band Heart to Heart. Okay, um, but yeah, we we wrestle all the time. So that summer. Uh, I don't remember what was the first day we did it. Maybe Portland. Okay. It was the second day of the tour. Maybe right. Maybe we just went Seattle, Portland. I can't remember. It's usually yeah. Seattle, Portland, one I or the other. I think block. Portland went sec- was the second night. I want to say. Anyway, whatever. We were like, let's wrestle. But like, we never, ever talk about it beforehand. We just say, <laughs> we're gonna, and let's see what happens. Okay. And so, we did a bit where I we were playing cards and uh, or he came over and he trash talked me and blah 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 <laughs> we went on to the bus blah 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 we, and we were filming it just for our friends and it was like 10-12 people okay. we had a great time then it was done and then I was like no let's go more he left <laughs> we went back and was hanging out with his other friends I was like let's, let's keep this going we'll make this a real thing now and so I told my buddy, I was like, grab a camera, grab your phone, we can't film this. I walk off the bus, and I walk over to his circle of friends, it was 15 minutes later, and I was just like, oh, really? And he's like, they're playing whatever they were playing, blackjack, I don't know. I was like, oh, really? That's interesting. I was butting in, and I just grabbed his cards out of his hand, threw them on the floor, and I just started. I kicked him <laughs> in the chest, and he, because we wrestled each other, he you know. knew, yeah. and we just went. And after that, we were slamming each other's heads into the buses. We were doing moves on the trailers. We ended up in a dumpster. He gave me a pile driver in the dumpster. <laughs> and it ended up being like 100 people from Warped watching and you know, following you, laughing yeah. and yeah. being drunk and having a good time. And then the next day or two, that's when the people that were filming Warped Brodies, who were there all summer, were like, we, we heard this and we saw like, would you guys want to... And we were like, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course we want to do that. So we built a storyline and we... Figure out a couple places. On Did the, you actually get to to literally sit down with like maybe their production and build a story? No, we pre- just decided what okay. we were going to do, and they just filmed it. They okay. came up with some ideas because I, I know like, some of the reality stuff. Like they, it's not it's scripted reality as it's called. So I wasn't sure if like they you gave got us to, a loose idea. Like okay. why don't you do something at the tent? Okay, that was it, and we would just figure <laughs> out what we were going to do. And I would be like, we're going to do something during their set. We're, they're going to do something during our set, but. For the most part, we we came up. We and him love wrestling, so we built up what, in my opinion, no offense to any of my friends that were also on the show of that season two, was the the highlight of the show. It was they the teased, they teased is, it for so long. It, was, it felt like a whatever, real wrestling thing. Where it's like we were in teased. two and a half two and a half episodes. We got. Yeah. I think it was two and a half. Yeah, something like that. That was get... pretty good. Those matches, let me tell you, that they cut down to five six minutes. Yeah. were over an hour. Now were those? I was gonna say, were they? Did because some of it, which like, is a long time. It looked You're like an Iron Man fan. match because especially over an hour is a long yeah. damn time. We uh, walked a mile both times. <laughs> 
was to say because it takes place all, all over the all over the venue. Uh, so I had I was actually going to ask that was was that like a night or two of filming and then thrown together to make no. One? So what what me and Anto did when we decided where the location was going to be on those two matches. Um, which was supposed to be three, but I mean, it, t- it ended up kind of being <laughs> the but, rubber band match. Um, what we did was we took an hour out of our day to decide where we were going to start and walk the entire perimeter of what we were going to do and where we were going to go. And we would leave weapons, quote unquote, <laughs> or items that we were going to use, and we'd come up with the spots for the entire way. Okay, we're gonna, I'm gonna throw you in that trash can and jump, jump off this cement bridge over here. Then we're gonna go through the catering trucks, wrap the hose <laughs> around my neck. Then we're gonna end up in the band world. I'm gonna dump this cooler of cold ice on you. Then blah, 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 blah. We're gonna end up uh, you know, at the stage. And so we planned all that out. The ice cream we planned out on the stage, which we ended up getting in very big trouble for. Oh, really? Yeah, because we ruined the stage. We, oh, okay. th- we both went there for an hour and a half after with hoses cleaning that stage off. But that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, we planned the whole thing out. And uh, they cut it into six minutes, which is crazy. And we've tried to get the full footage from them. But it's not. They won't give yeah. it to us, which is a bummer. Maybe down the line, when I can convince. I mean, Anto has now been dating uh, the main the head of the crew from that summer Stacy who's our good friend they're now dating they've been dating you know almost since the summer so it worked out for him <laughs> we got to wrestle go on TV my mom's proud he met the person that I think he's going to spend the rest of his life with he's moved from Canada to New York now so I get to see awesome. him um, so it really worked out for everybody. We just didn't get that footage. All we have is what friends got on phones, which was hard because there were hundreds of people following this thing. <laughs> with phones, yeah. Hundreds. That could be a cool, like, uh, if you could do, like, a bullet time-esque thing with, like, a 360 pan I using wish. other people's uh, footage. We, we talk about doing it again, like, I think we will. I know we will. I just don't <laughs> know when. But we, we'll have to do it. Dude, that was some of my most fun... I've ever had on Warped, except when I was actually drowning in the ocean, which was an accident. <laughs> we were at high tide. When we went there and scouted that location, it was low tide. Right. So we had all this shit planned out. We got there, and the water was up to the dock. Uh-huh. So it was like, okay, there's no beach anymore. How are we going to do these spots? We just went for it, which resulted in me drowning while he was doing these you know, moves. You know, he, he put me in a submission. I don't remember what it was with my legs, but... Um, I was couldn't get air because the, the water level was too high. Eventually, he realized, but I, it, it added for sure. Right. Um, that was well. Fun. There, there's really no great segue from that to this, but uh, anyway, yeah, go. Um, so you have I have kind of Facebook stalked you after a while and saw that you went to school for is it business administration? Music, music business. Okay, it didn't say music, but I kind of assumed sort of. Um, it was just business, you're right, with a minor in audio recording. But okay. then I started switching to make it music business. But what, uh, <laughs> this is like a, such a tangent of mine on, on this podcast. I, I think we're about the same age. I'm, I'll be 33 in a couple of months. 30. Okay, yeah. so we're on the same age, yeah. Um, that wasn't, I, mean, I never went to college, but I know like a lot of people, like Ferris State up in, in Michigan yeah. has uh, one of the bigger like music management programs. Mm-hmm. Victory pulls a lot of talent from, talent, from that. Um, but it was not really a curriculum that was widely known of or offered at a lot of places. So how how did you know that that was something that you were like that side of the music industry was something you were interested? To in? To be honest, I just I play saxophone and I was in a lot of ska bands when I was younger. And when everyone else started figuring out in like eleventh, twelfth grade what they were going to do, I had no idea. I still don't know. 
<laughs> that's what makes it my life very fun. Um, and there's a private music, a small music school on Long Island called Five Towns College. All I knew is that I loved music, so I, they have a very good audio recording program. That's something that I could do, have fun with. Something I could do and have fun with. That's my merch guy Jennings right there. He also used to do wrestling for a long time. Awesome. Now he's slinging the cloth. <laughs> he's going to the bank. Well, he should be able to sell it really well with a good promo. All right. Oh, he's great. <laughs> he's. We call him Critter now. Um, ask him why. Anyway, um, from the the books. No, we just call him. Okay. No, I wish, dude. Those, <laughs> I bring that I up and everyone looks at me like books, I'm so like I love I'm retarded. Those books. I grew okay. up on those. Oh well, now I feel really sentimental. Um, <laughs> makes me think of my mom. My sister's sweet sixteen is today, actually. Oh really? Yeah, I couldn't. Well, make happy it, birthday! I'm, I'm taking her uh, wherever she wants in the world. That's why I'm, this whole tour, whatever I make, all my money from this is going to taking my my sixteen year old sister. The thing with having tangent, thing with having younger sisters and being the oldest sibling, I have four younger sisters, is that I didn't have as much of the stuff as my younger sisters have. As we've gotten older, my youngest sister has all these older siblings that have jobs and work, so she's able to do pretty much anything she wants. Because if my mom or grandfather can't cover it, we we cover it. So I never had that. So it's nice to provide. Yeah, that it feels really mm-hmm. good. Um, I don't have any children of my own, but yeah. My, you know, she's my 16-year-old sister. She's basically, she's also my goddaughter. She's basically like my kid for the most. I mean, I'll do anything for her. I don't care. Which is what I would, I assume people feel about their children. I know that's how my mother feels about me. Not everybody. Everyone's different. Your family is who your family is. It's fine. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, I, want, I was like, I like music. This college, I got a full ride because I, I was, you know, in advanced classes in high school. I never cut school ever um, I senior cut day I was one of the 25 people that went to school that day here's a fun quick tangent on my own I had perfect attendance in high school wasn't there to accept the award wow <laughs> um, but yeah so yeah, you, so you didn't skip school you I didn't, yeah so I was I, I had credits. I took some AP classes in high school, so I had credits already. I ended up getting an almost full ride to the small independent uh, music school, which is not far from me. It, I, I didn't really drive, so it made sense. Um, and their audio recording program is actually one of, the, one of the biggest things that the school has. So it made sense. I like music. I would like to learn that, I guess. Uh, and I really did love it. I went to college and I took a lot of, I took business as my main degree because that's another thing that I, sitting down with my mother, was like, well, business, you know, you're going to take basic classes that you will use in life as an adult, marketing, advertising, accounting. These are all things that adults should kind of know how to do. Yeah. Even just with your own taxes, like you just, right. things you want to know how to do. I've always excelled at numbers, so that's never been a problem for me. I don't know why, it's like a freak thing. <laughs> like, I'll remember people's phone numbers when I type them into my phone one time, I remember the numbers, it's very weird, I don't. I'm, it's funny, I like math, but I'm pretty terrible at it, but through working a lot of retail, like retail management and like restaurant management, if I can equate it to money, Sure. I'm so good with it. Right. <laughs> and it's it's kind of like you're well, just saying. Well, let's be like, real. Like we'll we'll equate all numbers to money at Yeah, this point. no, but like fractions. Like if you gave me like a fraction 
to just solve, I'd kind of be like, uh. But like, if I was like, all right, so it's like one and three quarters, all right, dollar seventy five, and okay, then just start doing you. shit it's like how that. Your brain works. Yeah, 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 yeah that's like fine. My, my Everyone's different like that. Super money based. Uh, Everyone's different like that. That's no, fine, yeah. Though. But it is funny to watch people like my wife uh, is in the pharmaceutical world and just can bust out math pretty quickly, and I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? But right. She like the the uh, switch side of that, flip side of that actually is uh, like I do writing and I'm more involved in that kind of stuff like language and all that kind of shit so whenever she needs to write something like she'll like have me proofread it and I'm like oh, that's no hold on let me fix this and right. shit like that so it's like we kind of balance each other out and like in our what we're like really good at um, but yeah it's yeah I'm terrible I love good with math and, and money sense but when it comes to like real math I suck but it's interesting that you have that like thing where you can just like memorize numbers like that I don't know why I, I mean, imagine it makes it easier when you're balancing a ledger for like the other tour or whatever. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm so anal with that kind of stuff. It's bad, <laughs> man. Um, but yeah, math and science was always my forte. Not so much with English. I have a hard time. Like, I guess it's I actually good for, better over. I was gonna say, I guess years. it's pretty good for the what you were going to school for because I mean that's pretty yeah, much. Oh, what, yeah. I mean, science would apply to your recording and stuff like that, and like the the frequencies and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we, we had to take electives. I took an elective that was like American musicals after 1920. Which was okay. a, something that has nothing to do with the degree, but it was one night a week, so I can make it work three hours. I actually really enjoyed that elective; was great. What What was the like? What's one thing you remember that you learned from that class? Um, I didn't really learn anything. <laughs> most of the most of them I I already known because my family's a big um, um, musicals family. Like we we grew up with all that. Like okay. my grandmother was into all that. My mother is into all that. We're into that. Movies with soundtracks. Movies that were made from plays. Right. We know them. So it really was just explaining the meanings and things. I don't even remember much because it was so long ago, and because I, I was there one night a week for however many weeks that was ten weeks, eleven weeks or something. Right. Um, so it wasn't like a crazy thing, but I I got a hundred, I think. Pretty sure it wasn't like a lot, but it, I, I enjoyed it. It made me realize that I like stuff that was made in the '80s and later. <laughs> I.e., Little Shop of Horrors is my is one of my favorites. The '80s movie musical with right with, with uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, that's yeah. that is one of my favorites. That's really even weird. this new Les Mis, the move, the film. People, it's like a mixed review. It is for me absolutely out, outrageously out of this world. I'm crying. I'm singing. I'm, like, I feel the whole time. Meanwhile, I will sit with someone. This has happened more than once. That it's like, <laughs> this movie sucks. Dude. This is the worst crap I've ever seen. I, for me, I just don't know. I have 24601 now tattooed on the inside of my wrist. Like is that the date? That's Jean oh, Valjean. Yeah. It's like inmate number. I was going to say, I saw that on, I think it was Twitter, you had said that you were looking forward to Beauty and the Beast tomorrow? This sometime. Uh, oh, okay. Either tomorrow morning or Monday morning or Monday night. How, uh, how do you think that's going to be? So far, everyone has told me that they liked it, but no one has said it was insanely good. So okay. I, I would like it, I'm sure. I just have high expectations because like this new Jungle Book I thought was amazing. I haven't seen it yet. Amazing. The what? new Cinderella live action, same thing. I thought it was absolutely out of this world. I'm very excited for this Lion King that I've they're heard, making. Yep. So I've had, I have high expectations. Sorry. It's, sorry, Disney. That's <laughs> for someone who was raised on the 90s cartoons, late 80s and 90s cartoons, have high expectations. I've watched these original movies about one million times. So <laughs> kind of have a, a bar 
you know, to set here. It's kind of interesting because I feel like, I, and having not seen the other two movies that you've referenced, I don't know if all the musical numbers are just going to be the same, so it's just going to be a rehashing, more or less, but just live action. Um, like, Jungle Book was like 50-50. Some okay. the same, some new, but like they changed some of the melodies here and there, but it was the movie. It was okay. the Jungle Book. But like, I didn't read who the cast of the voices were going to be, and I was pleasantly surprised. I heard Bill Murray killed it. Amazing. But like, the big one for me was King Louis, is Christopher Walken yeah, does yeah, the voice, yeah. and I had no idea... And I swear to you, in the theater, I just was so excited. <laughs> I was turned to my buddy and was like, oh, it's Christopher Walken. you got to be kidding me. Like, I was so... It just made the movie, like, even... It was perfect casting. He was amazing. Like, the voice was perfect. I was, I was laughing, though. Because I was like, it's Christopher Walken. As, as someone who's so into... I mean, you're in a band, but as someone who likes musicals and stuff like that, like, were you ever involved in, like, local theater to, to do uh, I did lighting for, for Drama Club for years. I never performed, but I did the lighting because I, I was too, I hadn't figured out who I was at that point in my life yet, so I was still to myself a little bit. If you um, not an introvert, but I I showed um, so, you know introvert signs, I guess. Like I definitely didn't. I wasn't the way I was now. I still was in my shell. Right. So I was too nervous to even think like, oh, I couldn't possibly do that. Like, no <laughs> way. But I could do lights, and I did lights real well, and I enjoyed that. Kind of a I got bribed in my school uh, every year our big thing is blue and gold that's the colors of the school and it's a huge dance competition um, and girls and guys do it uh, mostly women um, but it becomes a pretty big rivalry within the school okay um, and it's it takes up lots of time people are excused from classes to be rehearsing and they make huge murals and stuff whatever um, and I'll never forget like 11th grade. Both teams were just ruthless, and they were. We I did spotlighting at that point for that as well, and they were each bribe. We had to wear one article blue, one article gold, shirt, pants because we weren't. We have to be unbiased. Neutral. Correct. Yeah. And they were bribing both teams separately. Were trying to bribe me and the other spot people. Um, to f- screw up the lights for the other team. Like, oh, you can come to our party after if you screw <laughs> up the lights. Like crazy stuff like that. And you're just like, this is insane. These are people ages 14 to 18 years old. Like brutal. But it was a, it, it's, and it still is. It's been there. It's been a thing. It's been going on in the school for decades and it's continued. It, you know, my sister does it. My young, my youngest sister does it now. She's still in high school. It's, it's a crazy thing. <laughs> so I'm happy to be a part of that. But yeah, I was. Drama club was always fun for me. That, I met some lifelong friends through that, um, which are still people that I love very much to this day. And it's nice to when I get to meet up with them because they didn't fall into the music world like I did. It's nice to take a break from this and the little bits of gaps that I'm home when I get to meet up with them. And most of them are older than me. And uh, just get to feel like a normal human being. Do you, uh, I mean, given that obviously living in New York, you probably maybe went to a lot of like Broadway stuff as well being mm-hmm. into musicals uh, but with you being able to tour kind of internationally and whatever do you do you go out seeking if you have the time obviously like you know to go see other shows like all over I mean depends on what it is I mean, we definitely I definitely make the most of my day every day once a week I would say I take time for myself where I just like 
catch up on my phone. But for the most part, if I'm not working in the venue or working on my computer in the venue or wherever we are, I'm doing something. I do love movies, so I, I go and see as many <laughs> as I can. I just saw Get Out last weekend. Did you love it? It was Did amazing. You, it was my amazing. wife hates movies for the most part. She liked it. And she loved it. It was amazing. It was so good. The twist. Everything yeah, about yeah. it was just like, wow. I yeah. just didn't expect... The twist. No spoilers, but spoiler, it's been out long enough. I just didn't... Normally, you just the person just doesn't live. Yeah. To live and get out was... To me, that alone was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, the movie was awesome. It wasn't a horror movie, though, for people that... No. I, I was maybe a little misguided. It was a thriller. With and, some comedic and tinges. And you're just like stressed 50% of the time. Yeah. And that was a, what made the movie good. It was really Logan good. I haven't seen it. Right? That's the next one I want to oh, go see. Oh, God. You got to see it. That... And then John Wick 2 is the next one I also Also, see. saw that when we were in Ireland. Same thing. Like, went to Ireland. was like, got, don't got a lot of time. Still going to see John Wick. Got to see it. It came out in Ireland before it came out here. We saw that with my Ireland friends, and that was the action. That was insane. Walked out of that movie like so excited. Nonstop action. Reminded me of uh, if you saw Hardcore Henry. Like, I haven't yet. I oh, know. same thing. That movie, but that's real stress because it starts right off, and you, the whole movie, you're just stressed. You're stressed. <laughs> I, I feel like movie. it's because like you are getting put into the your vantage point of like through all of it so it's like when shit's going on you're like ah, yeah. right so well, then you figure out what Henry is and stuff it, there's lots to it man but it never stops moving yeah. there's no time where it's not moving yeah which is a it was the first of its kind for sure movie wise and I don't know if there'll be another like it yeah it I don't a know very interesting movie but anyway <laughs> uh, plays and stuff uh, if I can I will like I have friends that have asked me like oh you got mostly was when I'm at home I want to do the Harry Potter next time we're in London okay so we have an off day in June so I'm going to try and do that I'm going to try and get tickets for that awesome hopefully um, but yeah school yeah business audio learning um, tools that have now come in very useful for what I do now didn't know that I'd be doing this then <laughs> you know then I was just going to school because I was just wanted to be involved and then I did end up dropping out, but it was because I got the offer to start touring full-time um, with someone else, with a band called The Flaming Tsunami, so I took that offer. I, I'm glad I did, because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. Is it kind of weird to look back now, probably over 10 years ago, and then realize like that, that one tour is what's led you to, to be where you are now? It is when there's people that recognize me from that, i.e., the uh, first weekend of this tour um, I don't remember if it was at the Met in Rhode Island or if it was at Bright Music Hall but someone I helped my merch guy at the end of the night just to get the line out faster and somebody came up and was like you in the Flaming Tsunamis? and I was like <laughs> you know what that's awesome because I've done so many things in my life that I, I accept being recognized as a person from X, Y, or Z but right. usually it's not that because that was so long ago that was like, you know, over 10 years now, 12 years. So um, anytime that does happen, I'm always like, damn, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome that you are at this point in your life where you're here enjoying this band's 10-year anniversary and have seen my band play in a totally different kind of music, totally different scene so long ago. Like, that, that blows my mind. But yeah, so I am very grateful for that because... Uh, I also became vegan because of that, which is a huge part of my life. 
and met a lot of people in the, when I first started touring that I'm still very good friends with all over the, the states and in the UK because that band only ever did the UK as well as the states but I was, that's awesome it was kind of funny I saw that uh, uh, Jim Mart I don't know if it's Margle yeah, yeah. Uh, one of you two posted on each other's status and it was like something from like oh when you guys or when you uh, sang with them on a song with one of his old bands and I was just like, fuck. Me like, and Jim were in a band together for a while called We Were the Union. Yeah. So, Watsu, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was, that was also a big part of my life. So Everything's was, been a big part of my life. I was going to say, it was really weird, though, to see that because I was like, like I have a, like I saw on a, someone's road case or whatever out there, the Protected by Beard Court, Rush. Right. Um, we all make the joke that Rush is everywhere and like you can use him as a six degrees of separation from Rush. Cause, right. Like, you, you can. can pretty much figure yeah. out anybody. So when I, was, I saw that, I was thinking about how I always... Someone's like, oh, you live, do you know Rush? And I'm like, yeah. And it's like, social circle gets a little bit smaller. Yep. So when I saw you and Jim commenting on something, I was like, my Facebook social circle just got smaller even. Right. Uh, so it's interesting to see how many people like are tied together that, you know, you don't realize they are until uh, you know, a post like that happens. And it's like, oh, so you guys go back. And then now you can start putting other correlations like, all right, so this means this person and this person probably were around at the same time and start kind of piecing together. I love together. Jim, dude. Jim is a... Jim's a character, man. He's a personality. I love that guy. Very good. <laughs> uh, Jim is Jim is one of my favorite guys. Uh, yeah. Hoping to get him on this. What a character! Talking oh, about he, Chuck Norris movies. We got so many damn things. <laughs> I couldn't even possibly begin the stories with Jim. Uh, it, it's a, it goes on and on, but in a good way. Um, but man, yeah, had some great times with that dude. So. Going on tour, being in a band, when when did the kind of the shift go from being in a band to kind of being more on the behind the scenes aspect of everything? Two thousand nine, May two thousand nine, I departed Watu, and okay. then uh, like four days later, Lost Awards. I've been my friends for a long time. We've done tours together, and they were like, "We need somebody out here," and I went out, and that was it. Um, so I started with them, just helping with merch, and I had always done the business um, in the tsunamis and Watu for a long time. So I had, I, I know what is going on. And before that, I was going for business in school and I've always been into business. So I did it for my own bands and then I started doing it for Lost Awards and then it just went from there. Like, uh, we just tour with other bands, meet other people and then people would be in need and then I would put myself out there and so on and so forth. And all the time I'd sneak my little sack, tenor saxophone with me and con <laughs> convince people Oh, let me play on this song real quick, just because I still, I've always wanted to still play, but like I realized, maybe 2012 is when I realized like I, I'm going to be working. This is what I'm going to be doing. This is what I'm this good at. Career. I'm great at this. Okay. I'm great at music business in one way or the other. And it's even changed now. Last year to, you know, 2016. Now I'm managing bands, which is not something I did before. So it's changed, and it will continue to change. Um, but yeah, I convinced all these suckers to let me play sax on their songs, <laughs> uh, which is cool because I have like a you know a list of band people like oh I love this band I'm like oh yeah I played sax with them once it was fun I played sax with them a few times on a song here and there I recorded with them, um, but yeah fast forward and uh, I was having some depression in 2015 and you know last year finally I have some friends that started a project called Keep Flying and and I got I wanted to get they wanted me to get involved and I was not sure of it and I'm so grateful that I did because. Oh my God, I am so rejuvenated now. 
Like, Looks this, like you're having a lot of fun. I'm having stuff so I'm much fun. I mean, I, I work with what I do, and then I f- spend as much time as my free time, so I don't have any time with Keep Flying, but that's what I'm doing with my free time. Um, but, dude, going backwards to the basements and these little small shows and, like, the crazy places is, like, reliving something from 2006 again, 2005, 2006, is, is crazy in the best way. Like, it's just resetting my brain to, like, this is what got me into this in the first place. This is why I love this. And that's why there are colleagues of mine and people in music business in the suit world, quote unquote suits. That's what we refer to as the people that are behind the scenes. But I'm in the middle because I'm still in the dirt with bands, plus in the dirt with my own band and on the other side behind the scenes. So I'm not really a suit. If I was a suit, I'd be like a 1970s plaid (laughs) covered in... Like, I just changed the oil under my Buick, so it's and it got all over my shirt. Like, that's the suit I'd probably be in. Um, so, like, a lot of my colleagues, like, don't know what to say or they're confused by the way that I run my business with the bands that I work for, either TMing or managing or, you know, my own band. Some of them can't even believe that at 30, I would opt to tour with a band, a new band for no money, my own band. But... But it's going really well. The feedback has only been positive. People, it makes people really happy. I've had a lot of really nice things said to me about the project. So there's really no reason for me not to want to invest more time into that. Right. If, no. if people hate it or hate me, then I guess. <laughs> but like, as, if people tell me you just made my day, it's like that's the only. It's my whole life's been living for other people since I was a kid. I thought it was funny life. when you uh, released the first video off of it. Um, I'm blanking on what the song title was called. Safety Arbor. Okay. In the video, admittedly, Pop Punk is not really, I should say, like, kind of with, like, the ska leanings. Like, sure. the, the, the brass and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Not really my thing. But there's enough other things that I like about it that I it's like, okay, like, I'll at least give it a... And I'm trying to be more open to just shit in general. Sure. Uh, but the fact that, like, everyone... And granted, it's a video... And I understand that, but it's like the fact that everyone's like looked like they were genuinely having a lot of fun, and it wasn't, and even knowing like when a video gets made, it's like, all right, this might have been like the twelfth hour you're doing this and jumping up and down to a playback track and all that oh, kind of we shit. We had fun that day. <clears throat> so, Let me tell you, we broke into that abandoned place in Pennsylvania and we filmed this video <laughs> illegally and then got thrown out by the police. We had a great day. That was a great, great day. The whole from, from beginning to end. We have a new video coming out next week. That's going to be a little different. A bit more sad. This is Pat Kennedy right here. Hello. He's uh, the heartthrob uh, front, <laughs> front man of Light Years. Um, but, uh, the biggest band in the, in the Midwest. Um, yeah, we have another video coming out, I think, next week um, for uh, Candy Cane. That is... I mean, the scenes that we're in, we're having a good time, but it's a very dark video, so I don't even know if it looks like we're having a good time. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it looks like we're having a sad time because we filmed it. It's a filmed in a graveyard. Okay. So um, that's kind of cool. But yeah, we're going to So What Fest. We get in these festival offers. We played Fest, we did Four Chord, we're doing So What, we're doing Pooza Fest. Um, and we're, without me asking, we're just getting offered. I'm not asking these people that I've known for a long time. They're offering. so It's got to make it more validating that it's, yeah. it's oh, on yeah. its own merits as opposed to Oh, I'll to tell just... you right now. You're the first person I'm saying, like, not in person. Um, 
one thing I was worried about with this band was people, if, if we did anything that was like uh, too big too quickly, someone having the response Catch of, favors. oh, the only reason why this is happening is because of John X, Y, and Z. I've purposely not done certain things or taken certain offers because I do not want it to feel that way because genuinely I'm having a great time playing basements and small venues um, and, and rebuilding and earning the way that I did with my other bands in the past, the way that most of the bands that I tour with or work for have also done. And it feels really good because I don't want to have that because the second someone says that to me, I want to be able to be like, no, we didn't do that. No, no, fuck off. Actually, no, we've been grinding. We are doing more touring uh, DIY currently than most of these newer bands that have been signed by a bunch of these labels that have done zero to one tour. We are doing more touring than any of those. We're on festivals before any of these bands have gotten offers for them. Why? I don't know. Well, I mean, We're just going for it. I think the other thing, too, that really, as someone who books shows, uh, and again, kind of on a way smaller scale, Something that I, I've seen and noticed, and it's something that I've also, why I've kind of drawn back from booking shows, because I just, A, get tired of local egos. Um, there, there's like this weird trend that I noticed, and I'm sure you see it because you see more of the, you know, the states and so forth, and see, you know, like up the, maybe a local opener or whatever, and see this more often, but the trend all of a sudden becoming playing a, a cover, whether it's a current cover or dusting off an old song, you know, that and re redoing it in the classic, you know, we'll kind of make it sound exactly like the normal version sounds. And then after the first chorus, we'll go into a, a sped up breakdowny kind of sound to the second verse, you know, whatever. And I got tired of seeing bands trying to use that as a platform to get attention, but then not having anything really to back it up. And then, and I'm kind of speaking on, there's, there is a band that's around in our area that I think has put out more records than they've done live shows, but then we'll constantly bitch on Facebook about the lack of a scene that doesn't come out and support them, but it's like you have changed your name, you've changed your lineup so many times, you put out a record or an EP, and then like two seconds later, after you're telling everyone that this is the most honest, sincere thing you've ever done... Hey, we started a GoFundMe because now we can go out to LA because some producer that did uh, all these bands' records wants to has time to do, get us in, but we don't have the money. So help us go live our dream. And it's like, well, what happened to that record that you just said was like your heart and soul and everything? And now you're just like, well, fuck that then, because right. we want to like get this big name producer who maybe because of that we can get in front of other people and just fast tracking. And it's like people aren't willing to do the work anymore at all ever. It seems, and those that um, do. Sorry to cut you off. I was no, saying, those that do, it seems like you can tell that that band has put in the time, like practicing the songs, writing the songs to the best that they can be, and you know has put in time playing in front of five, ten people, and growing their fan base slowly, and just becoming a tighter unit as a whole, like throughout the whole the gamut of everything, whether it be like the live show or the recording or whatever. Just the product is strong because it's not been forced or made with the intentions of just fast tracking to, to get to some level of success that they think you know someone wants um the music industry sucks <laughs> straight up um there are a lot of doors and a lot of pathways and a lot of revolving doors and a lot of trick doors and um it can be a really lucrative place it can be really a really a blessing it could also be a curse 
could also be a lot of debt. There's so much in the music industry, like any industry, but this is what I know because I've been in it for so long. Um, every artist's uh, path is different. You know, like you said, like I know some people that have done it that way and it worked for them or it ended horribly. It's like really hard to comment on something like that because you got to do what works for you and what, 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 what fits for the artist. Like some people do work like that and then some people like me don't, you know. Um, but I don't know. No one's better than anybody. That's the only thing. The only advice to give on that kind of stuff is like don't have an attitude or be cocky. No one's better than anybody for real. We're just human beings. We're all human beings. We all have flaws and feats. That's who we are. Like, that's that's it. We're, we're mammals, man. Like, um, I don't know. I have so much to say about the music industry, but that's clearly another podcast. Because um, there's just there's so much to it. It's, it's a, <laughs> that's a long conversation. I would like to one day write, not necessarily a book, but a really long piece about my experience with the music industry. Sure, a, like lot of, a lot of awesome stuff and a lot of bullshit that most people don't know. Um, you know, I'll use, I'll use the word normal people. People that, and when I say normal, I mean people that aren't in the music industry all of the time. Right. There's just so much to it. Um, but it can be really amazing. It really can be. There are there are plenty of labels and artists and promoters and venues and genuine people in the world, like there is with everything. And there's the and then there's the opposite of that. For every white, you have black. You know, it's yin yang. It, it, there's there's an opposite for everything. It's always going to be like that. That's how it is. Um, you know, light and dark. That's how it goes. Um, I don't know. It's like a weird weird thing to comment on. Uh, to, well, I understand, like, it's probably hard, too, because sometimes... Wawa versus sheets, man. You got a Wawa tattoo in your arm. You got people that go to bat for sheets. Yeah. Versus... I read it on my I know, internet. It's, it's a real Facebook. thing. I'm old. It's a real thing. <laughs> my internet. My, I'm old. Um, did you have dial-up internet? Yeah, yeah I did. You're old enough. Yeah. yeah. No, actually... People don't understand dial-up internet. Yeah, no, it People was... don't understand not having a cell phone. So sometimes I have conversations. I have a lot of younger friends because... When you do this for your career, you tend to make friends with younger people because those are people still interested in coming to see live music. Um, they don't understand not having a cell phone. They don't understand not having internet, or they don't get printing out MapQuest directions. Oh, that was the worst. For a binder had for tours, they don't uh. get it. They don't understand what that is. But so sometimes these conversations are a little bit more difficult. Um, I don't know. Uh, to each their own. Do, do, do what you think is best for you. But, but, but know this. Know that there are millions of artists. Millions. And that less than 1% ever do anything. Right. So just know that. Know that that's that many people. How many times have you seen somebody on the street playing drums on some buckets or playing saxophone or playing you know, some guitar? And then it's like, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. It's the most talented. And they're, they're, here they are. They couldn't ever figure out like how to make how to make it work for them, find people to play with, you know, or whatever the other personal or you know mental issue is. Who knows? Um, music is everywhere, you know, and there's so many people trying to attain some sort of credibility that you just it, it would probably be for the best if you do it as genuine as possible, so people will want to. 
care about your product or what you're doing. I think it was. I the, think. I was gonna say. I think that's the thing that comes across in in uh, the stuff and keep flying that I've heard is it seems like everyone genuinely is having fun. They want to be doing it, and it comes across in the music. And it's that thing we we're just talking about being genuine. So, I mean, we got ten years of age within the band. Um, our youngest member to me, our oldest, clearly. We have an overweight singer who's one of my best friends. You don't see that every day. I have a friend who's been straight up told that he should try and lose weight before putting out a record. Um, you know, so um, just do it, you know? But look at bands that have overweight or artists that are overweight. They, are, they do exist, you know what I mean? I used to be very overweight. I talk about this stuff. This, again, another podcast for a day, another day. There's a lot of... I, I'm surrounded with a lot of weight gain, loss, obesity, eating disorders, a lot of things like that um, in my personal life um, over the, over my the course of my entire life. So anyway, that's we're getting too deep in. But no, anyway, that's, no, that's we, fine. I just we, had a conversation with Doug from Night Versus, and both they spent about an hour and a half talking about veganism and how it's changed his life and all that kind right. of stuff. So definitely not something that like it's not how I, I live and, and like I was making the joke I was like I think I'm the furthest from vegan as there possibly could be right. like pretty much hate vegetables uh, for my own personal reasons but it was one of those things where I was like we were talking about shit it's like you know just because I may not understand or agree with like live the same lifestyle as someone doesn't mean like I can't talk to them and have them explain like give me more knowledge on something to where maybe I'll be like huh like something Doug was saying in, in the episode we did where I was like you know like I'm trying to apparently when you turn 30 or around that age you just start thinking about like lo- like your life longer than where you are or the next year oh I know and so I made the comment I was like you know like in high school like I was that kid that was like 118 122 couldn't gain a fucking pound and then basically over and I know where it was it was like one winter I just decided to like I loved Guinnesses and Irish car bombs and like white Russians and I just drank them over the course of a winter because it was like a real bad snowstorm like around this area right. and then I packed on like 20-30 pounds and like where everyone's like well how did like how did that happen it's like no I know how it happened right. <laughs> right. but it's like you know back in high school I used to be the kid that would like ran track wrestled play football like all that shit so it's like oh in high school I was heavy and only was pretty much exclusively friends with he- people that were even heavier than <laughs> I was we I don't know why but we all gravitated that first day in ninth grade. We all were like, oh, we're all going to sit here. We're all big people, and we're all going to sit our asses down right here, and then we're going to be friends for the rest of time. Well, because, I mean, at that point, like, I mean, it's like anything, really, I guess, where you just find people that are have similarities, whether outwardly or whatever. Right. You just oh, we were all different, too. It's just in common, we were all fat, you know. Do you get a lot of people who maybe may not have seen you? And maybe it's a lot different now. <laughs> Speaking of the age of like when the internet didn't exist, I forget sometimes that Facebook exists in the sense that you can go find people that right. you went to school with and see what they look like. So I guess in that sense, maybe who will have seen you since but and aren't even at my, Well, even like randomly, I'll run into somebody on the LIRR going into the city, taking the train, and I'll see somebody that'll be like, wow, you look real good. And I haven't actually seen them since we were 18. And maybe I'm not friends with them on Facebook because I don't think I'm friends with everyone from my high school on Facebook, maybe like 100 people. So that does still happen, but more so it happens for my other friends that were that were bigger than, than me that have been more recently losing weight. And I'm very happy for them, and some of them are happy just the way they are, and I'm happy the way I'm happy the way they are as long as their health is okay. Yeah, if your health is okay, then okay. But yeah, it was interesting. Like as Doug, like I was like, yeah, you know, I'm pretty much cutting out a lot of red meat, like switching to like really lean ground turkey. And then as he, and this is like stuck with me, obviously. Where he was like, yeah, but like. 
You know, like maybe you're taking a multivitamin or whatever and trying to like get some of the shit you're not getting because you don't eat vegetables because you at least realize like you probably should get that shit in you. Because but like you're eating like overly processed like corn like these chickens and you know turkeys right. and stuff and you're like getting so pumped full of shit that basically like whatever good you may be getting out of your vitamins are being negated by this like horrible shit that you're eating. And so it's like, all right. And I've been thinking about that a little bit more. And it's like, all right, so maybe start figuring out other ways that aren't so shitty. Uh, I guess we'll kind of wrap up since the sound check is going on in full force. And wild. you probably got to get uh, got to get back These to work. These guys are getting pretty loud. Um, so sounds like maybe we'll have to do another one on a few other things. Go a little more in depth as opposed to just kind of skimming the surface. Uh, if you're down for that down I am the road. Down for that, yeah. Um, so I guess in closing, keep flying. Yep. Where uh, they, you said that tour is starting on well Monday. Monday, and then going until when? April 11th. Okay. And then we go home for two weeks, and then we start again the entire month of May. We do shows out to Canada, a full Canadian tour, and then we're about to announce all the shows. We come back. We we end in like Nova Scotia. We're going to come back through Maine and do another clump of shows that lead up until June. And then Four Year has another Europe tour, June, two days later, um, doing the festivals until July. And then between Four Year and Keep Flying, there's a bunch of stuff July and August. And then more Four Year stuff, I can't say yet. And then more Keep Flying stuff that I can't say yet. And then more Four Year stuff. And then more keep flying stuff. So my, my whole year is filled. I have two weeks off in April, no, no days off in May, one day off in June, three days off in July, uh, no days off in August, four days off in September, no days off in October, uh, eight days off in November, no, uh, two days off in December, three days. Christmas Eve, Christmas, and the day after Christmas. Right. That's it for the year. So less than a month and a half. <laughs> Is he crazy? I don't know. Yeah. Basically, I have like less than a month off left the year. So is it like? But like of- when I say off, it's. Like, not doing a show that day, like having... Uh, at home. Like, yeah. I have less than a month at home left. Because I also, like, I don't even know how I'm doing this, man. I also have <laughs> shows that I run for ECC in Long Island, the production company I do with my, my friends Jake and John. I, I'm filled. But in the best way. Knowing that my whole year is, like, is like crazy. And then on top of that, I'm managing bands. I got Forever Came Calling working on a, a new record. Light Years is working on a record. Junior is working on a record, UK band, Homebound, also a UK band, working on a record for a full length. Four Years got a rec- an acoustic-esque, uh, different versions record coming out this year. Um, yeah, that's crazy. A lot of stuff coming out this year. I think we're getting drowned out. Are we? I think so. Because <laughs> we're not. We're getting drowned out, baby. <laughs> the soundtrack has taken over the podcast. I was just waiting to see because I figured this is going to be a pain in the ass to try to fuck around with later. But um, So your year is going to be basically four years strong and keep flying, flip-flopping yeah. back and forth. 
and taking your 16-year-old uh, sister somewhere. Somewhere. Uh, do you have any idea where that's going to be? No? no? Are you excited? I mean, as someone who travels, are you excited to go traveling with someone or just because of the... Um, it's going to be a different kind of thing, and my sister's best friend's mother just passed away, so we decided that we're going to take her as well. Um, so me with two 16-year-old girls outside of the United States of America sounds insane. Sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. In straight insane, <laughs> and I'm so stoked for it, but I'm terrified about it. <laughs> and I guess lastly, where uh, socials for anything that you want to plug? I don't know. The internet. Yeah. <laughs> Keep flying site is keepflying.band. Everything is there. Um, besides that, it's the internet. It, Google the bands or me. I don't care. Whatever. All right. Follow me on. I, I use Twitter mostly because I'm old like you. <laughs> so that's. I don't post on the gram that often. No. The you Twitter know. is what I use. You know why? Because the businesses use Twitter. Yes. So that's why I use it. Well, then it's very it's limiting. You don't you can't get into word vomit really with Correct. with that. I find. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah, brother. All right. Well, enjoy uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. So that was my chat with John James Bryan Jr. Uh, really thankful that he took the time once again to uh, let me come to the venue to do this chat with him. Trying to do some of these with people in bands, working around their schedule is kind of difficult, so any opportunity I have to talk to some of these people that I've had on uh, is always greatly appreciated. And as I said in the intro, John's one of those dudes who just uh, oozes positivity and was super nice and super appreciative that I was able to talk to him. And, and uh, I think we tentatively, between him, myself, and uh, Frank Finelli, we are going to do a wrestling-based podcast uh, before SummerSlam. Uh, outside of WrestleMania, that is the next biggest uh, pay-per-view that the company has. So as being big wrestling fans, I think it would be a lot of fun to hear them, the three of us, really go on about uh, wrestling. And Frank hates fucking John Cena. And I don't know if John Cena will be back by then. Uh, but as you heard, John said that he is is a fan of, of Cena. So it, I think it'll be very interesting to hear some of the, the outtakes, uh, or the takeaways, I should say, of... of uh, that pay-per-view so we have that to look forward to down the road um if you want to find uh, keep flying uh you can find them on facebook instagram twitter all at keep flying band uh if you would like to find them on their website uh you can find them at keepflyingband.com uh once again my own pl- uh, socials to plug you can find me on facebook and instagram uh john's untitled podcast you can tweet me at john's untitled pod or you can email me at john's untitled pod at gmail.com uh, any of those ways are a great way to keep up with what i'm doing Typically, it's buying records, playing with my dog, or editing these episodes or going to concerts. So if that sounds like something you are interested in as well, please follow me and keep along and say hey. Um, Also, great thing to do uh, if you're going to follow me, either on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher, is to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, It allows me to go after some of these bigger guests that I would like to go for and get on this podcast and... Yeah, so any any help is greatly appreciated in, in those mediums. I'm uh, going to end the episode like I always do with a song from John's band, Keep Flying. This is Candy Cane Forest. I believe in this episode we actually had talked about how the song had a video for it, but it wasn't out currently at the time of the recording. Uh, since it has been put out, uh, it's kind of interesting and a little bit different from the first video they did. Uh, but John still is a, a jumping maniac in his Crocs and short shorts and just being the 
the fun-loving guy that he is, having fun doing what he does. So without further ado, this is Keep Flying, Candy Cane Forest. If you like what you hear, go check them out on online somewhere. Uh, as John said, they're on the internet. So uh, have a week. Please explain